Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Quarantine Good, the show that looks at the things that you've gotten into over the last year to decide whether they're good or whether we should never speak of them again. I'm James Hamilton. I'm David Twighty, and we are the two guys who will be determining whether the way that you've been passing the time technically counts as entertainment or not. Uh, <laughs> we, we have a, a great guest with us here this week from What a Time to Be Alive. From stand-up comedy at some point in the past. From Lie, <laughs> Cheat, and Steal. It's Kath Barbadoro. Hi. Hey. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I, I'm glad you asked me to do this podcast when you did, because I, like, I got my second vaccine shot just about two weeks ago. I'm like a few days shy of two weeks ago. So it's like, I get to really reflect and look back on my quarantine hobbies with, you know, the clear hindsight of knowing that I will not have to continue doing this stuff if I don't want to. So that's nice. Yeah, I I get my um, my first dose on April 13th now, uh, nice. which... And then, so it's going to be a while before I'm fully vaccinated, but I'm just, I'm going the opposite direction where I'm just trying to cram in as much almonds and yoga as I possibly can <laughs> in the meantime. Your almond stack is <laughs> prodigious. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, I, I know this is not being sent out video wise, but uh, I've done a couple, I've been on Zoom with you a few times during the pandemic and uh, yeah, it's just Growing and growing. I really like to let everyone know right up front what I'm all about. <laughs> but that's just for now. I mean, as soon as as soon as I'm fully vaccinated, I'm back to spending all of my free time at the Turkish baths, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be going to like a fight in a parking lot where everyone put their cars in a circle. And then I'm wearing a suit and waving cash at the guys who are fighting. Oh, you haven't been doing that during the quarantine? <laughs> that was my quarantine activity. I would just be like, all right, fellas, mask up. Let's fight. You know? Well, you know, it's like, like uh, you want to stick to outdoor when you can for these things right yeah. now. And during the winter time, it's just really not that good. True. It's tough, yeah. The indoor yeah. fighting, it happens in kind of similar spaces to comedy. So it, it really took <laughs> right. a hit. It's a lot of small, dank basements with low ceilings. It was a problem. And you'd think, like, why would cold weather stop you from engaging in something that's already very illegal and irresponsible? And that's a fair question. But the thing is, it's not as fun if they're not covered in sweat. You know? Right. They need I to like, be shiny. It's important. I, like, I need a good sheen. Yeah, I <laughs> love the idea that if you're involved in an underground fighting ring that is potentially deadly, that you're like, hey... 
we might get sick. We should stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This Let's is stop dangerous punching now. each other. <laughs> wow, this took a dangerous turn. Oh, I was da- I was doing a I was doing a bit about this on Zoom shows, but do you remember when ISIS was like suspending operations like a couple months mm-hmm. into the No. <laughs> yeah. What? This, there was like a news story about this where it's like they're canceling ISIS stuff for the next few weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? more would you need to be convinced that this pandemic is real like that yeah. is the most convincing <laughs> right. piece of evidence i've it, ever heard exactly like tom hanks getting it that's not going to convince everybody not everyone's a sports fan so the rudy gobert thing didn't really hit everywhere but once isis is like we don't want to be irresponsible that's when you're like okay <laughs> something big is happening here <laughs> Well, Kath, as you look back, uh, how has quarantine been treating you? Um, I mean, bad. Like, I don't <laughs> like it. Um, I am uh, tend to be a relatively solitary person. I don't need a whole lot of social interaction to feel um, like that, you know, aspect of my my life is is full. Like, I'm not I'm not super extroverted. Um I, yeah, I just, like, I'm pretty comfortable alone. I've spent a lot of time alone in my life. So I was, like, <laughs> prepared uh, in some, maybe more than some people were. But uh, This is a real uh, uh, crucible to just see who was disliked as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, that's probably part of it. I prefer to look at it as that I'm very independent. But, uh, you know, if you, if you want to be a dick about it, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about myself, but <laughs> <laughs> but no. So like, uh, yeah, I I think I um, had a little bit more sort of fortitude for staying at home than uh, than some people did. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't care for it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so, what is the activity that uh, you got into over quarantine? Um. So I went through a pretty heavy phase of this in like the late summer, early fall. I'm not so much into it anymore, but I got really into doing bar workouts on YouTube, which is Mm. an exercise that I had never done before the pandemic. Uh, Just like not remotely uh, something I would be into. But uh, yeah, I I got pretty into it for a while. Do you want to explain to the listener like what that is? Because I don't, I didn't really know much about it before this either. Yeah. So um, bar is, it's B-A-R-R-E. And it's a workout that is geared toward, like, very sinewy, uh, <laughs> wealthy white women. <laughs> That's, so it's the, the sort of goal of it is it is, quote unquote, dancer inspired. So it's a bar like a ballet. And it was invented by uh, a former ballerina. But it does not really bear any resemblance to <laughs> dance or or uh, ballet in any in any sense. But it sort of derives the cachet from being related to ballet because, again, it it sort of markets itself toward people who find that sort of like body type and lifestyle and sort of the aesthetics that that represent uh, desirable, like thin rich white women. And it's a lot of. Um, it's a lot of like very small kind of isometric movement. So it's like a lot of pulsing and the most dancery it gets is there's like plies and stuff, which is 
essentially like a small squat sort of, you know? So like right. it, it does use those kinds of, you know, you t- they talk about like first position and second position and stuff like that. Uh, there's some elements of like Pilates in there. There's some elements of um, yoga. Like it's uh, the, the goal of it kind of like the way they sort of market it is that uh, it's, yeah, it's to develop a, quote, long, lean dancer's body, yeah, which, like, <laughs> I mean... Wait, that's the listed goal? That is, like, the listed goal. And, wow. I mean, y'all know me. If you're listening to this, you, know, you can't see me. I do not have a long, lean dancer's <laughs> body. I have never had a long, lean dancer's body. I'm, like, 5'4 and, like, 190 pounds. Like, I'm not a ballerina. Yeah, it feels... If that's their like listed goal, it feels like that just isn't something most people can do. Like, no, it's absolutely not. It is the, the, the way you achieve that is through ge- primarily genetics and then like yeah. diet. Like that's how you end up looking like that. And then so I do want to justify it because I'm shitting on it. But like the reason I got into it was because it's a workout you can do with no equipment. And uh, you don't need really any space. Like, the, you don't even need a bar. Like, you, you can use the back of a chair um, or something like that. So before quarantine, I was pretty big into going to the gym. I really like lifting weights. And one of the hardest things about the pandemic, to me, has been a, not being able to go. Like, yeah. that's literally, I'm going on Tuesday because that's, like, the first day that I'm fully vaccinated and I can't wait to go back. So I wanted to, like, work out because that was like a big part of my life and I really enjoyed it. Um, But I didn't, A, didn't have any equipment and B, the other reason why I think I was interested in bar is because it seemed like there was a very low chance that I would injure myself Mm. because it's just these sort of repetitive pulsing body weight movements. So it's like, I'm, I'm way less likely to like pull something doing that than like, getting a kettlebell and trying to do kettlebell swings for the first time, you know, like it just seemed (laughs) less dangerous. (laughs) So my impression of bar, maybe this is just incorrect is that it is a very strenuous workout. Is that wrong? It, it is. I think it depends on like what you enjoy with working out and what your strengths are. Like it definitely made me tired and sweaty. Like, I, I felt like I got a, a decent workout in, but after lifting weights for a year, I was like, this isn't really like, this is not really doing anything. Like it was enough that I was burning calories and like getting the sort of emotional regulation of a workout, which is like the most important thing. Yeah. But like I was, I had lifted weights for a year and I had like put on some muscle and it like, I lost all that muscle this year. Like bar was not going to cut it, you know? Right. The, the other thing that I know about bar and kind of the reputation that I had previously is that it's a very sexual activity in nature that people don't speak about, but something about that that was like wrapped up in how it was like actually founded, right? Is that... Uh, it's, it's horny ballet stuff? Kind of. It is a little bit. And like, I, uh, I definitely don't think that was like a conscious reason why I was interested in it. But like I said, I was single the entire pandemic. <laughs> like there was probably some subconscious like thing going on where I was drawn to this workout. Cause it's like, there are a couple things about it that like feel sort of sexual. One is again, like the marketing of it is to develop a very conventionally feminine, desirable body. So like there's that 
aspect of it is like yeah it's it's very um the way it is marketed is very much like geared toward the the desired aesthetic more mm-hmm. than you'll feel better or whatever um <laughs> more than and then, general like, wellness it will make right. your life longer and shit right yeah. no 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 it's like you you will be hotter like yeah. that is like a state kind of a stated goal of it um even as it incorporates all this other kind of wellness jargon into it it's like People are doing this because they want to look like a little ballerina. Like, that is why people do this. (laughs) I feel like it's making a promise where it's just like, hey, do you want to get in better shape, but just have a nagging feeling that's growing over time that you suck? Like, because you're just watching, like, this very, like, Mm -hmm. idealistic body or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Like, I feel like... I would just feel bad watching this. It, it isn't that on some level, isn't that like most popular exercise videos where it's just like there, there's going to be like, chances are there's going to be some lady with like a, a yeah. very trim body. Yeah. And, like and if there is, if there you. is um, like a person with a non-normative body in the video, they are always there to show you the easier exercise, which yeah. is a little bit insulting, <laughs> I think. Well, so you you sent us one of these videos, and I watched like uh, about five minutes of it right before uh, we started recording, and I I felt like I was losing my mind a little bit. Like, are you doing this at full speed? Because like, yeah, the pace is so intense. That, the one I sent you was the one I did the most, and I like I said, it's a good workout. Like, I felt good after. It's tiring, and that lady is per- that perky the whole way through. Well, it's, I mean, well, the, first of all, there is something about her voice that really makes me kind of insane, but also, <laughs> like, uh, but also just, like, the speed of it, it's not so much, like, I feel like I could make my body do this this fast, but processing this many instructions feels like a lot uh, yes. to me. <laughs> Absolutely. That the, because they're, like, they're, like, small movements like you're talking about they're yeah. pers- they're precise and so the directions are all precise as well yeah i think there was like a little bit of a learning curve i think i do a lot of yoga classes like yeah. i'm used to the like weird language that she's using like when she's talking about, you know, like opening your hips or whatever, it's like, okay, I, I know what those things are and I don't really have to think about it too much. So I, I think I was like already kind of ready to receive those types of instructions and it wasn't super overwhelming. Um, I did one thing I did want to say, uh, going back to the weirdly sexual element of it, there is a lot of like weird pulsing in it that is yes. like, yeah, like I said, I think this was a like a decent workout. I would not want anyone to watch me do this like I would not I would not do I would not do this in a class like this is solely and and when I was doing it it was when both of my roommates were out of the city so it was like no one was around like mods yeah. are asleep gonna exactly. do bar workouts but yeah I just like what it made me think of was uh, uh, Joe Quizzalo is a very funny comedian posted a video on Twitter last week that was like these are the official moves to the song Blister in the Sun yeah. by the <laughs> yeah. Violent Femmes. And he comes up with, and he does a whole dance that has different things for the entire song. And the instructions are like, run around like you've never seen the news and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And the rhythm just kept me making, it like kept making me think about that. And it was very hard for me to register like, okay, this is what she's doing right now. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a very good uh, comparison. <laughs> The, the thing that's, like, a little bit, I don't know, like, it's so interesting because I, I did do the, these workouts, like, 
a lot, but I'm so skeptical of so much of the like culture around this. And like, David, we talked about this. You read the Gia Tolentino bar. Have you read that, James? I don't think so. Gia Tolentino wrote an essay um, about, it's about like the, the uh, urge slash demand for women to like optimize themselves Mm. in, uh, in late capitalism. And she spends a lot of time talking about bar and about how bar like kind of, um, embodies a lot of these sort of things of like she she contrasts it with yoga where like yoga is a lot about like being in your body and feeling like the full sort of mind body connection uh whereas bar is a lot about it it's almost like alienating from your body because it's like you're you're just tuning up different parts like Mm. it's like very mechanical and like and in that way i feel like it is not sexy at all but like I guess, like, is sort of sexy in the way that, like, <laughs> women are forced to, I guess, yeah, like, but, like, wh- the the sort of, like, self-objectification of women is, like, built into bar in a really weird way, and, like, I was definitely thinking about all of that as I was doing these workouts, and uh, it's, a, it's a strange, strange culture. I also, another thing that I think is very weird about it is, like, like I said, I was, I was lifting weights, and, like, that's my, that's kind of my favorite way to work out. And bar seems like perfectly geared toward the type of woman who's like, well, I don't want to lift anything heavy because I'm going to get too bulky, which is Mm. like fake. Like that's not first. That's like not possible unless you're like altering your hormones and eating a ton of protein. Like you're not lifting heavy weights (laughs) if you're a woman does not make you bulky. Uh, Yeah, right. But but also like people who are even afraid of that activity is like too not feminine enough like this is like an extremely feminized form of exercise i think i do think it's like it it is always strange when someone's like i don't want to lift weights because i don't want to bulk up and i'm like then don't like then don't lift weights all the time yeah like you it doesn't happen by accident it's not an accident i feel like if someone was like ah I don't want to bulk up, so maybe I should stop working out three times a day and eating 6,000 calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, they're like, all I do is eat protein bars. I feel like I don't want to bulk up. I'm like, well, then don't eat your protein bars. (laughs) Yeah, like that might might work for Dave Batista, but it's not for me. Yeah. (laughs) No thanks, buddy. Just thinking about how funny that would have been if, because I I canceled my gym membership like back in October or whatever when they were like technically reopened and they're like Blink is gonna start charging you again, so I yeah. went in there. You had to go there physically, and I told them I was canceling my membership, but they were like, "Why?" and I was like, "Cause just generally gesturing at everything." Uh, but it would have been you should have you should have said I don't. So, yeah, I'm worried I'm gonna get too jacked. <laughs> I don't want to bulk up too much at Blink Fitness. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like you should have just said to them, you're like, this quarantine has given me a chance to see how jacked I used to be, and I never want to go back to that. (laughs) It was a terrible way to live. I hated it. Yeah, Here's what I used to look like, and I I do a Google image search of The Rock on my phone. (laughs) That's not me, but I looked like that. Yeah, yeah. I looked like that, and it was the darkest period of my life. I hated it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awful. I think part as you're talking about this like strange culture around bar that resonates with me because at numerous points in my life, I've done CrossFit. And Mm. when I go to do CrossFit, I think to myself, I'm like, 
I have issues with so much of what's going on here in terms of some of the the culture of what's happening here. Yeah. But I feel like I can still be outside of that for some yeah. reason where I'm like, oh, I can go because this is a good workout and it clearly works well for my body and I feel good after I do it and I can just go do the workout and I can leave. But I, I I'm curious how much you think you can kind of be selective in how much you engage with a workout, particularly in relation to its culture, because like I was paying those CrossFit people money and supporting, you know, <laughs> the culture that they're building for many other people. I mean, that's how the CrossFit to me seems like a, a cult with a much more aggressive kind of philosophy than this one. Like the, the, the idea of like, you're not doing working out right. You got to do it really fast in quick jerky <laughs> motions. Yeah, we're recording this on the day that uh, everyone is losing their minds about Marjorie Taylor Greene's CrossFit pull-ups. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fresh, it's fresh in our minds. Yeah, that's true. I, but I think there's a comparison there because like the way I always felt about CrossFit, it, it's sort of like with bar where it's like, because like I'm overweight. I've been overweight my whole life. And like I lost a lot of weight before quarantine because I was getting really active and working out. But like... My aim is not to no longer be overweight because like I like my body and like my goal in exercising is to like feel good while I'm doing it, to feel good afterward, to feel like generally strong and healthy. And I feel like with CrossFit and with bar, those are the stated goals. But in the way the workouts operate, it also seems like they think exercise is a form of punishment in a mm. way. And oh, like, yeah. And suffering is part of it. Like, it is very important <laughs> that you suffer. Yeah. And again, for somebody who's not in like a super normatively like athletic body, that sort of messaging like really turns me off of it. And I think kind of turns off a lot of people who are not super jacked because <laughs> they think that that's what exercise has to be. And like, it is for some people, and, like, if cro if CrossFit makes you feel good, then, like, awesome. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But, like, yeah, I, I think it is it is hard to say, like, I'm making fun of this bar stuff, but, like, I did pick it. And, like, I am a woman, and I am totally, like, susceptible to the kind of marketing that bar does, even when I'm making fun of it. And, like... I thought that was something really interesting in that Gia Tolentino essay because she kind of talks about that too because, like, she did bar and, like, you know, as she's sort of criticizing it, she's like, I also am, like, totally beholden to all of the things that make this a profitable business. <laughs> and, like, I would never, you know, even as I'm shitting on it, I would never pretend to, like, to say that I am somehow outside of its influence. You know? Yeah. I, when I think about going to CrossFit and I think about when I would, you know, tell myself, oh, you can just exist outside of this culture. But then if I look back over my life, like I was in Boy Scouts as a kid, I was in marching band in high school, and then I did improv. Like I'm very you susceptible like to these things. <laughs> like, like I am the person that they're coming for, you know, like, uh, <laughs> It is also, I, I, I don't think I'd ever really thought about it before, but when you talk about the way that, like, I, I'm just thinking about, like, Nike and Gatorade commercials and stuff. Like, they never make that stuff look fun. It's always, like, a yeah. guy, like, <laughs> screaming, and it's like, well, <laughs> no, I'm not going to buy that. I feel like we will look back on this time period uh, at these commercials and these workout crazes as absolutely complementary to, like, the way that we approach 
our labor, the way mm-hmm. that we uh, uh, approach like technology. Everything is about maximizing. Everything is about mm-hmm. like optimizing. And it's all about ba- finding the boundary and moving past it. And yeah. that's what these things are. Well, that, that was the same. The, that uh, Gia Tolentino article was the same one where she talks about sweet green, right? Yes. Yeah. And like how how many of our, like how many of our food options, if we're going for lunch, if we work in an office now, are just like, <laughs> we made a nutrient bowl. Like yeah. <laughs> the Subway protein bowl is the... <laughs> Just the most Orwellian sounding fucking. Like. Yes. That is like the trickle down version of sweet green. It's yeah. just like we need something that someone can just take their right arm and windmill into their mouth with a fork <laughs> and not look at it because they're like looking at a screen while they eat it. It doesn't make a mess. You really only need one napkin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, like I, because I've had this sort of like journey to exercise uh as somebody who's like struggled with my body image and like you know had to deal with all of that stuff like I don't want to shit on any type of like whatever you do to move if it makes you feel good then it's great like yeah CrossFit's fine bar is fine like if you find the thing that you like that's awesome but like the the approach that seems built into some of these things just seems so like opposite to the things that make me motivated to work out and it's very strange well that's what i think is so interesting about the fact that during quarantine you were drawn to try these youtube videos because for a lot of people the culture of going to these places and the community that they build is the reason that they go and it's also the reason why a lot of other people do not go and when that was removed it i think it probably opened the door for people to try it on their own at home, which if we're speaking of like good and quarantine good, which we can like assess obviously at the end, but like that feels good to me that it would open the door in a unique way for people to, to do this. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I, I, I would hope too that like people who would maybe feel a little bit intimidated working out at a gym or something. There are a ton of really good workout videos on YouTube. Like I, um, this like the channel that that bar video is on pop fit has like a ton of classes that you can do just in your house. There's a bunch of like dance workouts with like really good music. Like there's, there's a bunch of things on there that like, I would be mortified to go to like a hip hop class at a gym. Like I would never do that, but I did hip hop dance workouts on YouTube and it was fun. And it was like, Again, I didn't I didn't find anything for that for me that replaced weightlifting at a gym. Like that's my that's my favorite thing. But like I did, you know, branch out and do things that I maybe wouldn't have been comfortable with otherwise. So like that's that is cool. I like I'm happy I did that. Yeah, that I mean that definitely is like a barrier of entry for me, just that I hate when people can see me exercise. But like <laughs> it's not great. Like I, don't I didn't, love it. I didn't start going to a gym until I moved to New York because like the, then my apartment wasn't big enough for me to exercise in. But like mm-hmm. up until then it was like I was strictly like doing push ups and sit ups on the floor and shit. But like I still don't like it. I still don't I mean I definitely don't want to do something like this in front of a lot of other people. <laughs> I feel like they should make YouTube videos that allow people who want to work out at home to get the real gym experience. Like it should just be a YouTube video 
of one guy playing music off his phone. Yeah. And, and then a couple guys like grunting very loudly. Slamming uh, weights in the background. They have a guy who comes to who actually comes to your house and he's fully masked up and stuff and he just sprays water onto the surfaces that you're trying to use. Yeah, so everything's just constantly damp. I needed yep. to like low level not smell good, but in a way that but in a way that makes me wonder if it's me. You know, like the whole yeah, time. Because yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> you can't like locate a source. You can't it's locate just, like it. ambient. Oh yeah. man, I would, yeah, I would get uh, like, uh, I would get like a scented candle that's like the diamond pattern rubber mats that they put down. In those <laughs> Such a distinct smell. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I definitely, I miss being able to go to the gym, but I don't, I don't miss the experience of that that much. I don't know. Like, I, I think because I was doing it so much, like, I, I do kind of miss it. Like, I uh, I was a pl- I was a Planet Fitness member, which, like, you know, I have fucking 10 minutes in my act about. But, like, uh, it's just, like, it's good people watching. Like, I like the cheap gym. Like, it, it's it was nice to have, like, a... It's like, I never felt super self-conscious at Planet Fitness because there's always such right. a range of people. Like, <laughs> mm. there are people who are, like, don't know what they're doing, <laughs> first of all. There are a ton of people that have no idea what they're doing. There's, like, a ton of, at least at my Planet Fitness, a lot of really, really in shape people, which, like, I find to be very inspiring of, like, you can get this in shape at a Planet Fitness if you want, <laughs> yeah. which is, like, makes me feel good. Like, that's, I think that's, like, very aspirational. Um, and then there are a lot of people who just like who aren't in, you know, who have like normal bodies or a lot of overweight people. There's like there's just like a really big range. And uh, I always really liked that. Like, I like working out in that environment. And everybody like it's not like it's supportive or anything. Like everybody who fucking minds their own business. Yeah. It's like no one else is there. But like, I don't know. I, I, I think there's something kind of fun about it. Uh, it's a yeah, you're you're part of civilization, you know? Yeah. Uh, Someone took a picture in Times Square like a month into quarantine and the only two people who were there were this lady who I've seen at open mics who goes up and takes off all of her clothes. Mm-hmm. And then this really jacked guy in a Jason mask who was just <laughs> doing pull-ups on a scaffolding. And it's like, yeah. that guy's upset that Planet Fitness is closed for sure. <laughs> yes. And he probably wears the mask to Planet Fitness. Yeah. And everyone's just like, fine, sure. Lifts it to eat a Tootsie Roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so where do we want to put this on the board, do you think? Ooh. So I, I'll start this off and, and just by naming the kind of like dissonance that I'm feeling here. I agree that like working out and figuring out, you know, what works for you and what doesn't is is a good thing. And the fact that people can access these things on YouTube is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But there is something about like the culture of it that we're talking about, the expectations that it's giving to people. There's something about the fact that probably it, it sends the message that you can't participate unless you've paid $800 on your workout clothes. Mm. Like that, that feels strictly quarantine good in terms of like, I'll do it for now, but like, I got to get out of here soon. Uh, can, I, can I tell you why I think this is a lock, stock and barrel quarantine good? Yeah. Uh, okay, you started doing it because you couldn't do the workout that you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you were also factoring in space limitations as another yep. concern. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like you really can't argue with the fact. So like the epilogue to the story is after doing bar for like two months, uh, I ended up just paying for a personal trainer. So now I she makes my workouts for me, <laughs> and yeah. I I lift weights in my in my apartment, and like I do a FaceTime session with her like once a week, and it's much better. So <laughs> so it clearly was not too good because you were like <laughs> I was like I need to do something else. Yeah, You're like quarantine's not even over, and I gotta be done. With I gotta this. do something else. Yeah. <laughs> so now here's the question. Is this better than me replaying Final Fantasy VII back in uh, March? <sighs> great, great question. I, I'm looking at the board, and I think, I think it's got to go above reality dating shows, but below replaying Final Fantasy VII. I, I think that's where I would. Put I it. think I could work with that. I think I think that that makes sense to me. Here's why I agree with that. i think that's i think that's the perfect spot i think this has some of the same pitfalls of like some of the same pitfalls of reality dating shows in terms of like the messaging to the people who are partaking yeah but at the end of it this is good but what am i subconsciously swallowing exactly exactly but with this you know so they're equal in that regard but then at the end of it at least you've worked out you know, so it's a, yeah. it is above it in yeah. terms of the long term benefits. It kept me from sinking into like an unfathomable depression. So like it 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 so, gets some points for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wait, uh, uh, where are we where are we putting this? We're putting this like I, I'm putting this like half the width of a card above uh, reality dating shows. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good spot for it. I can't believe almonds are so low, but I'm not, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> this is a similar thing to the, the dreams thing, but the opposite direction. James brought up the environmental impact of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have said more than once when we've logged on and I've like looked behind David, I said, there's a water crisis behind you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and Fair enough. Yeah. I hadn't considered that angle, but no, you're right. Almonds are where they should be. <laughs> at least until blue diamond sponsors us grow a pair yeah grow a pair blue diamond when blue diamond sponsors us let me make a promise to them we will put you at the top of good you will be better we will make you better You'll be than better weed. than weed <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know if you've noticed blue diamond but weed is getting some pretty good pr these days so the it's idea true. that you could be ranked above them i mean that's you can't argue with that yeah, uh, Andrew Cuomo just did a press conference in a Rasta hat. <laughs> um, it's happening. Well, Kath, where can people find more from you? Uh, yeah, I have two podcasts. Uh, one of them is called What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, we count down uh, dumb news stories each week. I do that with Eli Uden and Patty Monahan, And uh, that comes out on Mondays. We have a Patreon, What a Time Pod on everything. Um, I also have a podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Seal, which is a true crime podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I do that with uh, my friend, comedian Pat Sorice. We have a Patreon for that as well. Um, we do one free episode a month and two Patreon-only bonus episodes a month. I'm Kath Barbadoro on social media, and I think that's it. Lots of good stuff to, to check out. Oh, thanks. Uh, David, 
I mean, people can find you here on this podcast every single week. But Listen where? to Quarantine Good with David <laughs> Twitey and James Hamilton. And then also, I'm just, I'm at Twitey, T-V-E-I-T-E, on Twitter. Um, and that's it. Yeah, you can find me at the Jam Ham uh, everywhere else. Uh, and... And then right Hopefully here. you can come see us do stand-up sometime. Oh my future. god, it would be so cool if you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One day we'll get to plug actual stuff again. Oh, we'll that's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for hanging, Kath. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Quarantine Good is produced by Katie Gresset-Diaz. Katie is also our audio engineer. Quarantine Good is part of the Authentic Podcast Network. You can like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will talk to you next week.